We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Sergeant Carlo Navas, and with me today, we're bringing back a Heat Beat classic, the Cluster Bleep. We haven't done one in a long time, so today we have an esteemed panel of a bunch of freaking people to break down what the hell the Heat might do at the trade deadline. And with me today, we have our producer and co-founder who's going to have to edit this whole poor thing, Brian Goins. Bleep you. <laughs> we have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. What up? We have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. What's going on? We have a professional Photoshopper and statistician, Christian Hernandez. The Pacers have a 3.7 net rating with Victor Oladipo off the court in the fourth quarter, G. I still think they make blah, blah, blah. I still think they miss the playoffs. And we have our professional Photoshopper and anime lover, Brass. Jeff. What's up? How you doing? So we are here. We are part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Check out our family of shows. I know Ethan and Chris Whittingham, the co-host of the flagship show, were out there at the Flores press conference uh, to introduce Adolphus' new coach. So you can check out that podcast and everything we have else going on in the network. So check out everything that we got going. Rate, review on iTunes. That stuff is important. Also, pro- programming note, Nikias Duncan is going to be at the All-Star Game on behalf of Five Reasons Sports and Miami Heat Beat. And I know that we're working on getting Leif out there too. Uh, D-Wade's last hashtag wage weekend, one last dance in the All-Star game. So that's going to happen. And we're going to have Nikias. And it looks like we're probably going to have Leif there too. So we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage of the All-Star game here at Five Reasons Sports and Miami Heat Beat. We also have 
a bunch of cool t-shirts. Check us at MIA Twitter. Uh, we have like cool like show merch and like key Twitter like sayings or whatever. So check out our shirts and all that stuff. All right, boys. At so, what Twitter? At MIA Heapbeat. Okay. You said at MIA Twitter. Did I do that? Yes, you did. Because you, you know what? I'm a little self-conscious because you guys always say that I go way long in the intro. I'm going to look at MIA Twitter. See what that is. Right, so I'm why don't we to, like, keep talking keep about it? Yeah, is the show idea. over? Oh, Jesus Christ, I hate you. Okay, so. <laughs> the Heat have been... I don't what know did you send this. to people? <laughs> what is what is the at? What what's what's over I, there? I have Mia Khalifa as the first search result. Oh, there you go. Wow. I sent you to Mia Khalifa. Money. Much better, much better account than ours. Congratulations. Yeah, there's a lot more interesting things going on on Mia Khalifa's account than MIA Heapy. It's usually just retweets and us on our podcast. Um so like the Heat have been been pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> um and I don't like it's like, you're laughing, but like I'm at a loss for words, and I don't know how to speak about this team because they just fucking suck. But like they're average, right? So like they're gonna rip off four straight eventually, and they're gonna be right back there in the seven, six, eight seed, right? They're gonna stay in that area uh, the entire time, and then they're gonna get a first round. They're gonna be a tough first round out, right? That's not really what I want to talk about. I, think I don't know fan- about tough. I don't know about tough first round out. No, you know, the Spolster team, man, gritty, you know, that'll be a tough five-game series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that Sixers series ru- last year, that was a they'll tough five-game the series. They'll rue the day they beat us four to one. They'll win They'll win a game two on the road and make people believe. <laughs> yeah. And they'll like be in idiots. it for like a half in game three. Like, they'll be right there in game three, and then it'll fall apart in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure they win a game in the playoffs right now. We're not talking about that. Although that's fair, we'll have that conversation later down the line. But yeah, the playoffs right now, okay? The fan base oh. is totally like done. There, I mean, like, I think this is the most out I've seen the fan base, probably in the Twitter era of Heat fans. Is that fair to say? Nah, man. See, you. It's that's so reactionary. You guys is don't it? remember eleven and thirty last year. Like yeah, every, no, mean, it feels it feels uh, that way. It feels just like eleven and thirty. That's what it feels like. Yeah, because no, he fans is, like he fans do this every time they start losing. I mean, so of course it feels exactly like eleven and thirty. Three games under five hundred or nineteen games. He are Alf, just he fans the, are apoplectic. The difference between this and eleven and thirty was they're in cap hell right now. When they were eleven and thirty, it, they were not in cap hell. They were in draft pick hell where they didn't have any of their picks. Now they're in cap hell, which I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah, I think the difference is everyone now I think is unified. We all know that that something is the problem, but it's just other people have different ideas on what the problem is and how to fix it. But I think everyone understands. Like, are uh-oh. we? I think that I'm laughing because Christian said that my move is like just to question things saying, are we? I kind of feel like everyone's united in the fact that they don't want to dump picks, but they just want everyone gone. But like, no, that's that's not even you. That's not there's no there's no unity on any of these ideas. I haven't seen people saying, like, let's give picks away. I I don't know that community. My favorite thing is you have the same people who say we just got to wait these contracts out. But if the heat don't make a fucking move by the deadline, I'm done. Wait, which one is it? Which one do you want? I move I by the deadline or wait I'm it out. I'm a wait it out. I'm a wait it out kind of guy. I want. I want. It's moves. like your dating life. I don't Just care. wait it out. Like, <laughs> Eventually, someone will have sex with 
20 mile radius. I just expanded. <laughs> Let's go, Pembroke Pines. Where did you get a 17 mile radius from? I, I figure that, like, so D- on my dating app, on my Bumble page and my Tinder profile, I, I decided a my radius would be 17 miles because I felt like it was encompassing enough of Miami-Dade County that it pretty much encompassed most of the county. So He's a, he's a Rodney Magruder super fan. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to have to, like, drive an hour away to go on a date. That was kind of it. But I've expanded to 20. So Pembroke Pines and Miramar. Did you get a match? You're up, ladies. You're up. I actually did get a match, and she was like 10 minutes away, and she asked me, what what was I doing that night? And I said, oh, you know, I don't really have plans. You know, do you want to hang out? Do you want to get a drink? And actually, I had Heat Pacers to watch. I wish I would have gone out with her instead of watching Heat Pacers. (laughs) And, And then she never answered me. She even called me a cutie. She's like, oh, you're a cutie. What are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, man, this is fun. It was a and dude. I, and I never heard back from her. <laughs> that was a dude. That was 1,000% a dude. Would you trade a first-round pick for a date? <laughs> oh, I'd trade three first-round picks for a date. And Dwayne, right Thank now. Thank you're not GM. I didn't know we were bringing back the word cutie in 2019. She called me a cutie. I don't know. I felt, it felt that, nice. I don't really get called cutie a lot. Yeah, that was, that <laughs> was a drag queen. Drag queens, drag queens call people cutie, not women. Drag queens are awesome, dude. Did you text uh, her good morning? <laughs> the, the, dra- the drag shows at Palace are cool. No, I did not text a good morning. Have you never... talked? To, have you talked about on the podcast like your response or like your opening line to Tinder and Bumble matches? No, man, it's that you know, like the guys at Ballscast, particularly Adam Smoot, um, is making fun of me because I, I was messaging someone on Bumble, and you know the conversation went into the night, and then the next morning she answered, and I said, "Oh, good morning," by the way. And and everyone like made fun of me because I dared no, say no, good morning. That's not bad. Saying good morning in the morning is not bad. Your pro- the problem is your opening is hello with an exclamation point and then nice to meet you. That was one time. That's so you, creepy, dude. Is that like, bad? I can't. I don't know why that's bad. It's super creepy. Like oh. you haven't met anyone. You know, I you bet swiped the right on the front picture. office is having the same conversation right now. The front <laughs> office. I'm sorry. I t- I did that sh- thing again. We where I derailed threw a pipe- into my dating life. Which- yeah, I threw a pipe bomb right in the middle of like trade talk. I'm I sorry. Mean, honestly, I, sh- I don't know what's what's in worse shape: the heat's cap sheet or my or my dating life cap sheet. Your dating life. Your dating life. Like, I'm like the Sacramento Kings that I have a bunch of cap space and nobody wants to sign with Wait, me. Wait, didn't didn't you guys just hear somebody called him a cutie? Definitely the cap space. I mean, people. I'm sure that players call Sacramento cutie, but in reality, they're just using them for like negotiate contract. Christian, that was a Christian. Come on, that was a dude. That was a dude that called him cutie. Hey, does it matter? Like, it was a dude. Does it really matter? So that's it's a like the, it's a two way player. That's like the Dion Waiters of Bumble matches. Like uh, at least he's breathing. Press call is a two way player. <laughs> I'm glad that we're laughing at my expense. All right, so we're gonna talk about trades or not? Nah? G's out here. Gianni's out here getting G League dick. <laughs> no, but okay, but what I was gonna say, like, write that down, I, Brian. I don't know what timestamp that is. <laughs> Surprise, Ethan. That's Sorry, going on Dash Radio. Hi, Dash can we, Radio. Can we Shout name this to- one G League dick? Or is that? <laughs> I don't think we can, although that's a great name. Honestly, if we weren't credentialed by the team, that'd be, I, I'm all in with that. I want to start a new podcast called G League Dick. We can't have a podcast called G League Dick and then walk into practice and request to interview Justin Winslow. Hi Tim, hi Tim Donovan. You know my name is Alphonse Sydney here on behalf of G League Dick. What? I can't say Tim Donovan's name. 
No. What is he a secret warlock that no one knows about? He's a PR head of the Heat. I, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so, so sorry, they, Brian. Like I just made a mess. I'm gonna go make another drink. Talk about uh, trades and shit. <laughs> I um I literally have no idea what Miami could feasibly do in this deadline other than move Ellington for like a conditional second round pick. Like I have no. That's why we're looking at Lave's Twitter timeline right now. He's going crazy. You know, I saw Zach Lowe say like Terrence Ross can fetch you two second round picks, which. Dude, I'm all in if Wayne Ellington can fetch you two second. If Terrence Ross can fetch you two second round picks, Ellington can too. I, I had to look this up because I still couldn't believe that we don't have a second round pick for the next five years. It's insane. And, and we did all that damage like two years ago plus. Like, how is that? They gave a second possible? round pick for Boston to take Zoron. It's like, what? And we gave a second round pick so we can get rid of Josh McRoberts' contract along with $5 million in cash. And then we, we gave up a second round pick, but it wasn't really an actual second round pick. It was kind of like a fake second round pick for Wade. That second round pick was worth it, though. And I think we also gave up a second round pick for Luke Babbitt. That was a protected second round pick. Yeah. What about the one, was one of those fake ones for sure. One of those conditional future yeah. never conveys. Exactly. But like, God, the God, thing imagine was- if we didn't have Wade this year. Jesus Christ. All the second round picks, yeah. <clears throat> the, so worth it. Maybe a four seed. Thing- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Jesus Christ! Nikaias isn't here. Um, you know, like I look at Brooklyn, right? So Brooklyn was a team that had a lot of veterans. They sold them for for. I mean, they they had no value, like Paul Pierce, and KG, and all that guy. All that they did not have any value. <clears throat> they gave away pretty much everything that they had to get them. They were in cap hell, and they really rebuilt with patience and second round picks. And now they have a really good young team. They have all their picks back. <clears throat> they're gonna have a little bit of cap space next season. You know, they're not. I think they might have one max slot, not two. Uh, they have an all all-star. their picks. Yeah, they have an all star in D'Angelo Russell, which they're gonna have to make a decision on whether to pay him or not. Uh, so that that's something to keep an eye for. But like, that's that's the model. Like, if you're Miami, you look at okay, well, the Nets just did it. How can how can I flip some of these guys that are movable? Like Ellington and maybe Magruder or something like that. Let's recover some second round picks. Let's draft well. When Hassan comes off the books, when Goran comes off the books, when Tyler comes off the books, you're gonna come into a bunch of cap space. And then, you know, you can kind of maneuver around and blah blah blah. But I don't really see like what Miami can do that's like big that'll make the fan base happy. It's not a bunch of cap space, right? I don't know if I'm I Brian. It'll be around sixty million because like you have Hassan. But I don't think it's sixty million in space. No, because they're going to be in the tax. But I'm just saying that those three guys come off the books. Doesn't it I become think, like 25 million in space? That's is it? it. That little. What, what season are we talking about? <clears throat> uh, the end of 2020. Uh, 2020, Miami Heat could have up to. I was looking at it up to 50 million dollars in cap space. Yeah, it, it was a lot off. I mean, really? those three those three deals are huge. I mean, Tyler's at 20, Hassan's at 21, and I think Goran's at 21 too. 21 so, isn't Hassan like at 26, 25? Is, is, oh, it, it scales up, so I forget. <laughs> I like how Orlando has Eric uh, Aaron Gordon's contract, where it kind of like decreases over time. I wish Miami would do something like that. That would have been good for Tyler, for example, because when they signed him, they didn't they had cap space and nothing to use it for. So had it declined, it would have been a lot better. But unfortunately, it also would have made a lot more sense with the timeline of how good these guys are that they signed. JJ, that's all he's done <laughs> is go down ever since we signed him. Whiteside's well, final year of his contract is at twenty seven million. 
I mean, tw by 2020, they'll have a good amount of flexibility because they only have 71 million on the books. And I mean, JJ's definitely taking his player option, but Kelly, <laughs> Kelly most likely will probably get a better contract. Um, I mean, not so, if they don't play him. I mean, he's still going to be able to get more than $13 million, at least over a few years in the and open remember, market. The like, cap people project the cap to boom with the gambling money that's gonna come in. So that's another thing to watch for. Like that opt in, opt out stuff. There's gonna be a lot of money flowing around the league when that cap booms again. To to right. me, the only contracts that you really are worried about right now are JJ and Dion, right? Because like who cares the TJ Whiteside, the Goron contracts, all those are coming off the books next summer. There's not a lot there's not a lot you can do right now. No, like, no, not not next summer they're gonna opt in. The summer after that is no, I'm not talking two thousand by two the summer of two thousand twenty they're gone, right? Yeah. So uh Kelly Olenek, I don't think is a bad contract. I think some people would argue, but I think for the most part, a lot of people agree that Kelly is worth the money he's getting paid. It's James Johnson and Deion Waiters. Cause what if you could those guys together are what, twenty five million a year? You, uh, 27. So you go to, you basically you're going to 80. If you could get rid of those contracts, that's 87 million in cap space in the summer of 2020. No. No? No. What did I do wrong? Is this something with cap holes? I fucking hate cap okay, holes. Okay, look, in, in, this, in the summer <laughs> I of 2020, like, it's a great podcast name. Here. Jesus Christ. Like, is it, just, is it math or not? It's like the new math I do with my kids. Like, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's, the other day was uh, algebra tiles. Have you ever fucking heard about algebra tiles? What is an algebra tile? Okay. Wait, is it numbers or Let not? Christian talk! God damn it! Sorry. Algebra most of the contracts, tile. they increase a little bit every year. Um, but in 2020, specifically, since you were asking, assuming James Johnson, who will definitely take that $16 million option, uh, waiters and JJ will be making twenty eight point six million combined. Ouch! God, both, both in the final years of their deals, though, both would be expiring. Yeah, and this is coming from Albert Namad. He's saying that if Raleigh was able to get what he wants in the summer twenty twenty, that they will have more than fifty million of cat space, but that excludes potential Winslow money. So take out about an extra eight to nine million because of his extension. So, so is, is that summer 21 is where everything comes off clean slate summer 2020. Is that, is, so well, is, except is, for just oh no justice is a club actually yeah, so, exactly yeah. like when they come into that cap space once like those three guys come off the books and they I, I, like I, I don't I don't know I know that that summer there's not a lot of big free agents am I correct Brian that's like not Anthony the Davis you got Demar Derozan you got Kyle Lowry and that's about it so yeah I think actually there's two more players there was um. Draymond Green's um, contract goes up that summer, and there's another like B-list star. So but, some uh, like a path that I see that I don't. You guys might not like this, and I know a lot of Heat fans aren't going to like this. But a path to kind of field a competitive team and also kind of have a plan is that once that money comes off the books, Miami's going to have cap space to take some bad contracts and accumulate some picks, and you can flip those picks and salary for a whale if a guy becomes unhappy and if not you just have more cap space later when the other guys when JJ and all that stuff so you might have a clean cap and a bunch of picks and that might be the most wise thing to do with that cap space instead of overpaying a guy like DeRozan which I know that Riley's liked um I just think um they cannot microwave here's here's actually my argument against that G though because if you want them to actually like do that kind of strategy are you expecting to be any good in, in the year 2021 
I mean, as long as they have cap space, they'll be like. I think that that's all that they need, right? Like, but if they're taking looking, on bad contracts, you're assuming that they're but not. You, I mean, be, you're gonna you're gonna take bad playoff contenders because the whole reasoning is that their 2021 first round pick is unprotected. I mean, like, look at a team. So Miami right now, if they weren't in like salary cap hell, they'd probably love to give up Hassan with a pick or something, or TJ and a pick. You know what I mean? A lot of teams want to do that. A lot of teams are willing to do that to, to get off bad money, especially when they want to blow things up, when owners want to get under the tax. If Miami's going to have cap space. They could probably take on a two-year deal that another team's in the tax for and get a pick out of it. And then when all that money comes off the books together, obviously you strategize it. You're coming into massive cap space, a bunch of picks that you can convey with salary to get better guys. So I just think that there's like... It's bad. The situation's bad for Miami, but I do think that there are options for them to kind of do a net-style rebuild with, you know, a little bit more maneuverability. So you're just saying wait to, you, wait to I'm, 2021. I'm just saying wait this out, but use the cap space that you're going to come into wisely and be the team that can absorb salary and acquire assets. I don't I mean, think Miami's ever going to do that, to be Yeah, honest. but you can still be competitive. If you have Jay Rich, Josh, and Bam, you have a really good coach in Spolstra, and you just sign veterans to one-year one year prove it deals, you can be a competitive team. You don't have to be in the lottery. They can feel the competitive team while they wait this out. They don't even have to be in the luxury tax to do that. If you really think that Justice well, is going to continue to get better and Josh is going to get better. Like, th- there's a path... I mean, but like, don't forget that in 2009 and like 2008 and all that stuff, like that's what they did. They fielded a 45 win team until they came to 2010, and then they had cap space and they got LeBron. At yeah. least they had a superstar on the team. No, I mean, I, I think she's making a lot what, of good what, points here. You don't think Justice is a superstar? Justice. Yeah, no. thank you. <laughs> I mean, th- think about think about the Luke summer Babbitt. that we got. What was it? We got JJ, Dion, Kelly, Kelly. Okay, but like, but like, JJ and Dion were were basically what on like prove it deals, right? Like two and five million, something like that. And and Dion, Dion, Dion was there before, so that would have been that would have been Derek Williams, JJ, Dion. Yeah, Luke Babbitt as well. And then I think was in um, Ben Ujiri on that team, but then he got cut. Lifer and Christian, if you remember the Dion deal, Dion opted out of Oklahoma City money, and then the market dried up, so he came for the minimum. Right, yeah, and that one kind of that one, I guess, kind of fell in our laps because of the way that that worked out in Oklahoma City. But but the point overall point was is that I mean Kelly, they gave long term money to, and that money has still proven to be good. But those short term deals, they they really worked out. And you when you get guys on one year deals or even two year deals, you get you get guys that are motivated and know that they're playing for their next contract. And I think that's something that I I'm hoping that they value from this whole situation is learning that they are in a prime position where we're, they're in a market where these players want to come here. You know, there's there's tax incentives for them to want to live here. Like you have a lot of things already in your advantage. There is no reason why you should be locking anybody down long-term three, four, five years, unless you are sure that they are a foundational piece in a contender. Look like, what they the- did for all these guys. Look what they did for Dion, for JJ, for Wayne Ellington. They make guys appealing to people to go get better contracts. But you don't have to give them those contracts because they can literally produce. Justice Winslow is a 38% three-point shooter. That's something that they developed in-house. You don't need to go out and overpay for that. They're, so they've wait. proven to do that. But they so did. Paying, so paying Dion when you knew he had an ankle issue was a bad idea? Yes. 
No way. Oh, shit. I hope we did learn from that. Christian's like, right. <laughs> and obviously, and it's and I think this has always kind of splintered the fan base. Yeah, I mean, we look at the front office decisions, and I'm not even going to pin this on Riley alone. Like, we all know that the Heat brass make decisions together. They're, they're a council, and they everybody's opinion is weighed, and then they make a final decision. Is that but true, not, Brass? Yes. Okay. I'm not, uh, so I'm not just going to pin this on Riley, but the front office has made poor decisions for the team long term, whether it be for luxury tax reasons, whether it be they fell in love with a, a 30 and 11 team, whether they had to repair relationships with clutch sports. Maybe that's why that Dion deal uh, w- was something that, that they gave, whether it was, you know, like, so it bad decisions from the front office. Yeah, we can admit. And it's really, it's put the team in, in pro- like a Miami Dolphins esque position. They're just like, aggressively uninteresting with like little to no promise and you just have three young guys that you can't move because if you move them then you literally have nothing else okay so, so what do you guys want to see by the trade deadline like that's I just, what I, I just well that's a good I, question I mean uh, I mean go around everyone just go around like let's start with brass brass what do you want to see by the trade deadline um I don't know I feel like I know man th- this this next string of games is going to be pretty bloody um but i don't i still don't know if this team is bad enough ultimately at the end of the season to even get a pick that's going to be even worth it in the draft because if unless you get like one of the top four i just don't think it's 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 much so i don't know i i it's a very unpopular opinion but i am open to the possibility of unloading a first round pick to be able to get rid of either uh uh James Johnson and or Dion. If that's uh, that's unpopular and I understand why it is but you know to me it's just you, you man if you, you get rid of both I think you might have to do that. If you get rid of both it's a must. It's a must because it it should I would think I'm not a numbers guy but does that clear it clears enough to to do something in the future? Oh, 2020 because, would be you would have a lot of cat space. Yeah, for almost, yeah. Jamar DeRozan. Well, no, almost no, enough be, for a max slot. Yeah, almost like. enough for max slot because I feel if you wait for what we're saying, wait for you know 2020 when there's no free agents left. To me, I think that he might want to consider getting in, just being able to get in the fucking room next year. When it comes to trades, because it's all about the pre-agency in the NBA now. So, you know, people don't live out their contracts anymore. And we're all annoyed at the heat for, you know, uh, you know, setting themselves up for just nothing. They're just completely cemented in where they are right now because they have no flexibility whatsoever. But players, you know, you hear rumors that players actually want to be here and play here, but they can't because they have no (laughs) flexibility. So that's why I think that if you can attach a pick. It's to me. It's it's up for discussion. I don't think you should shut that out entirely. But brass, like when when you're okay, when you're a team that's trying to get in trade talks, you need picks to get in trade talks. Like that's just reality. Of have, they league. would still have picks. I mean, you plenty cannot, of picks. Shut up, they, G. They it's owe, Alex's they turn. Owe the Sixers, they owe the Sixers a pick. G, shut up. It's Alex's turn. Alex, what do you want to see by the trade deadline? I I've taken over the show. Fuck you, G. Shut up. <laughs> I would like to see a trade. I think it would take so it would take so much balls. It literally, please, God, anything. Give me one trade. Thank you. Please, just give me one because I, it would take an insane amount of balls at this point for the front office to do anything but make a trade. When you have thirteen guys averaging eighteen minutes a game, the highest payroll in the league, 
You're not even convinced they could win a game in the first round. What are we doing here? I mean, they're at least going to trade Wayne. Have that's, to. That, that's going to have to happen. For sure. Right, Brass, you had, your, you had your turn. Settle I'm down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Out of control. Bring some order to this shit. Uh, Christian, what do you want to see by the trade deadline? I want to see them stop caring how much they value their assets. All right. I'm going to share one thing that Leif has, has said to us, and that's that the Heat don't want to make trades if it doesn't seem like that they're getting the value back that they initially put in. Essentially, they don't want to pay, they don't want to get 75 cents on the dollar of whatever transaction they do. And they have to be okay with that. They have to be okay with doing a move that doesn't make any sense, that you can't really sell it to the fan base. You have to be okay with that. You have to concede that you messed up and you have to find a way to fix this. Even even if that means trading a three-year deal for a two-year deal so that you get that flexibility in 2020. Like, just be creative. Like, don't be afraid to give away James Johnson for what you deem is something completely valueless. Like, just be fine with it. But just honestly, there were, two guys, there were two guys that I think you should move just because I think it would also fix a lot of the rotation problems. It would be Dion and JJ. And obviously, any other guard you want that's not named Dwayne Wade. So you're saying you bought a $3,000 Peloton. You don't have room for it in your living room anymore. Sell it for 500 Who gives a shit? You need the space. Like, you, can, you have no room for activities is your problem. I did not think you were going to go with that kind of a comparison, but yes, that actually is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Even though I don't think JJ's a Peloton. I think he's more like <laughs> one of those like old shitty stair climbers. <laughs> or- have, you, have you ever been to 24-Hour Fitness? He's like any machine in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, don't even need the, you don't even need the bike or the treble anymore. You can just get Peloton Digital for like 20 bucks a month. And- Dion, Dion's a Bowflex. Okay, um, <laughs> Gianni, what would you want to see by the trade deadline? His body by um, Jake. Small moves, it, Dwayne first, second round pick. If they can, I, I don't want them. To, I don't want Miami to move any picks. I just want them to get anything that they can for for what they got. If they can give away, if they can get a shorter contract for money, whatever. But I, I'm not really. I don't really want to attach picks. I don't really want to trade young guys. I just, like I said, I guess the only thing I'm realistically looking at is Wayne and maybe Magruder. We have to remember, Miami has four young guys that like have value. They have DJJ, they have Josh Richardson, they have Bam Adebayo, and they have Justice Winslow. Those are like rotation NBA players that are like good, right? They're not great, but they're they're good. Like on Justice, Justice can be Justice is very well above average. So is Josh. Bam's on his way there, and DJJ is a solid ass rotation player that you have for nothing. So, like you have that in mind. Keep your picks, get some seconds, like build that way. Try to fill out your roster. And if you got to sit guys, you got to sit guys. JJ. Brian. Gee, that was boring. I'm glad you Um, asked. So I I was doing some numberings today, some cap crunch numberings. And I found that the Sacramento Kings have $43 million in expiring salaries on their current roster, including an extra 11 million in cap space. Willie Cauley Stein me. $54 million that you can trade if you wanted to. And right now they don't have their 2019 first round pick because it's going to Boston. Brian, so, we have one of those. Oh, Brian's yes. got the gears turned. And, and if we're looking at, at Lay's timeline today, he says that he's been told that the Heat's 2019 first round pick is very much available and in play in potential trade. It's dangling. Deals. It's dangling, if it you will. It's dangling. So my theory is that I think the Heat could potentially move more than one, but two, two contracts that they wanted to dump. And I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be both Dion and JJ. 
Brian, stop flirting. Now, like stop. Go ahead. You're you're flirting right now, Brian, with with all this all this sexy getting rid of two contract talk. Like, stop it. Hey, not my trade. <laughs> it's the Heat's trade to do. But put that shit on your Tinder profile. You get a lot of matches. I'm sure I would. Get- <laughs> but I'm gonna go even one step further because Leif has come out strong in the last hour. So in his last why hour, is this, why is it this Leif guy on the podcast? <laughs> I guess seriously, where is this Leif guy? This he sounds, guy, this he guy sounds really good. So in the last hour, Leif has proposed a couple of names and scenarios he's heard or suggested to one of our listeners. One of the names that are currently being tossed around is Nicholas Batum and Cody Zeller in a, in a lateral big money move. He's heard LaMarcus Aldridge's name out there. That's a potential star if you want to do some swapping of salaries with San Antonio. Tim Hardaway Jr. has a, a pretty extensive contract right now. I don't know if I would like his name. But the two that actually struck my eye are both on Cleveland's roster right now. And Leif has heard that J.R. Smith and a Dion Dump could be potentially uh, a trade that they could do for a second-round pick. Uh, second and pick. Tristan Thompson. And, wait, 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 wait. Leif and we bomb. get J.R.? And we would get JR, and JR has. Oh my God. That's a bad idea. We're going to kill JR wait, wait, Smith. Wait, 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 wait. But JR Smith's contract is awesome because he has two years left in his contract. That's this year and next season. But next season, his contract's only $3.8 million guaranteed. Bro, Guys. let's I don't go. Under, I don't we understand why Jr. would do that. JR Smith. Do we have a second to give him? I I don't know. It's like a good question. 2035. I think they might. If you trade Ellington, if you trade Ellington for a second round pick, then yeah, then yeah, there you go. So you're saying attach a second round pick to Dion, and then they do a Dion for for Jr. swap. Yep. And then you can wave, and, you can wave Jr. and you you get back 3.8 million. I don't and understand. And you have the 2019 just, first round pick. You can trade with Sacramento, and maybe if you want, you trade Tyler Johnson and JJ. I guess what I'm asking is that why would why would Cleveland do that when I'm sure that they can take on a lesser contract than Dion, unless they just want to reach the salary floor? <laughs> I don't, you know. Yeah. Dion wants to go home. Like hey, I, I'm just trying to make I'm trying to make sense rumors, of this. These are Greg <laughs> I know. Vander's rumors. I, and it's not just J.R. Smith. We also have Tristan Thompson out there for a similar move of bigger salary. Nope. And I think that could be okay. a move of Hassan. So it's my turn now, right? Mm-hmm. In in the order of things, G, I mean, shut up. J.R. Smith's gonna die down here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Does he come off the enough? Books? This this is what I want to <laughs> see. We know, actually, Brass. We know that that's true because we researched yeah. it with Bosch. What's that? <laughs> he asked if if, if Jr. dies, does he come <laughs> off the books? And actually, <laughs> this is the one fan base that <laughs> would know that because we takes, had to we had to do that uncomfortable research. It Bosch, takes about a, his late history. It takes, it takes about a year and a half. It takes about a year and a half. Yeah, but you're a cap hell the whole time. I'm not sure it's worth it. <laughs> um, what I would like to see is what Brian brought up. Like I am all in on getting if if it takes a first round pick or if it takes Josh Richardson or even if it takes Bam. I know that's unpopular. I want to see JJ and Dion's contracts off of our books by the summer of 2020. And I know that the free agent class isn't the greatest free agent class of all time. But like I said in our Miami Heat beat chat, things change all the time. What, what we don't have right now, that w- which we used to value, I don't know what the hell happened. Um, I know what happened. We fell in love with a bunch of thir- guys who went 30 and 11 for the second half of the season. But we used to always have flexibility. Like We used to always be able to make the moves that needed to be made because we were flexible. 
So what I would like to see, and I wrote a column about it back in November. I think nobody paid attention. Everyone said Alf's crazy. I would like to see us get rid of any contract that goes past 2020. Even if, if, if you get something attractive for Kelly Olenek, do it. But really, the, the problematic contracts right now are James Johnson and Deion Waiters. I don't want to see trading T- Tyler Johnson, trading Hassan Whiteside, trading Goran, trading Goran Dragic. It doesn't do anything for you right now because those guys are off the books in a year anyway. And they are also very valuable expiring contracts next year. So if we're talking about trades, because... We always say Riley does his best work in trades. Next year, you have $65, million, $68 million in expiring contracts. Like, I want to see Riley have that flexibility. And then I would like to see us go into 2020 with some cap space. And I would like to see Wayne Ellington gone for a second rounder because it would facilitate other trades. Even if you can get a maybe you can get a late first for Ellington. Or Rodney Magruder for a second rounder to clear up the glut. And I think, and Christian was kind of hinting at it. Trading JJ and Dion right now, what that does for you, it puts Kelly Olynyk in the starting lineup. It keeps the ball in Justice fucking Winslow's hands. Like, I think all of us watch games and are frustrated as shit every time James Johnson or Dion Waiters ask for the ball. And you just want to say, Justice, don't give it to him. Just do <laughs> not give them the fucking ball. Like, no, no, because James Johnson is just going to go down the court and don't throw the ball into the fourth row. Like, there's... I, I honestly, I, I want justice to be so fucking selfish. Like, honestly, I want these guys out of the way. I want him looter in a riot, Devin Booker on a bad team, scoring 35 a night, not giving a shit. Like, I would rather see that than what I'm watching right now. So I honestly think, and we talk about it all the time, addition by subtraction. Like, that's what they need to be focused on right now. That, like, and I, me and G talked about this other day on the patron shot after the, G, what game was that? G's not paying attention. That was G's the, on no, no, I have that's the Patriots shot. That was the um, Chicago Bulls. That was the Bulls. The Bulls lost. We talked about it, and we we were talking about the fact that um, now I, I lost my entire train of thought. What were we talking about, G? Like we, on the Patriots shot? Yeah, we were talking about the. Um, <laughs> why are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> I forgot, I completely lost my entire train of thought. This is. It's way too much vodka going on right now. <laughs> the fuck was I talking about? Brian, That's play it back. You know what's funny is that Christian just tweeted out and I retweeted it. You're going to want a piece of this. Uh, I'm already deadline. promoting this pod that we're now messing up at the end. Hey, what do we think was, about Chris Bosch's jersey being retired? Do we think it's a ploy to distract from how bad that their season's going? What? That's that's a Trump <laughs> tactic. They literally they literally went out of the Trump handbook. They're like, look over here. Distraction. It'd be more Fun. funny if they released it on Thursday after they didn't make any single trades. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Right at four oh five. I'm a little surprised they didn't save it for next season to incite. I'm surprised that they're not. Holders. They might, you know, Chris. They might be announcing Dwayne Wade's jersey retirement after they don't do that. They'll make any move but the right ones. <laughs> Which, by the way, who, uh, who's who's going to that game? Who's going to the Chris Bosh jersey retirement game? Oh, Alex, Dude, I cannot remember what the fuck I was talking about. No, I don't. It, it probably wasn't that good. <laughs> it, was, it was. I was going to a really good point. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> you working out the math? You were on afternoon drive on seven ninety the ticket. Seven ninety well, the ticket. You would won- know if you signed up for the five reasons patron feed. Yeah, if you if you, if you're on the patron feed, can you tell me what I was talking about? Nikias is disgusted that he has to work with us. John, I wish you could do that voice just the whole time that you talk because it's just like the- okay. Life bomb. <laughs> There's a life oh, bomb. Yes. 
Yeah. There's a heater currently in a yeah. semi-holding pattern regarding Wayne Ellington trade options while the Lakers work on potential Anthony Davis acquisition. The bomb? Leif bomb. What? It's a Leif bomb. What? Yeah, that's not a bomb. That, was, that's like, and that was like earlier. T- Sorry, what are you doing? Yeah, bro, that's not I'm even keeping a new the conversation stuck with the trade deadline. You know, I saw somebody made a graphic crediting at Greg Sylvander, which was like fucking crazy to me. Some like some like Instagram account was like had a Wayne Ellington graphic with like Denver, Houston, the Lakers, and it's like according to Greg something or I can't say uh, Leif's last name. Yeah, according I- to Greg, the Heater in play. That is, that is weird because we petered like, out. We started off so strong. And bro, I was in the middle of a really good rant and I'll I just totally it. Let me lost. Tell you something. It's we, my fault. We had a rocky start, right? So we had the bumble talk that the show kind of went in the toilet. And then no, we, that was we, funny. We had some good, solid trade conversations. Alf brought us back. He asked everybody what they want out of the trade deadline. We were going great. And then Alf kind of brought it out of the rails. And now we're just. You know, you know what it threw me off? Because you guys were just like, okay, Alf's going. Everybody was looking at their phones, <laughs> looking the other way. And I was like, fuck. And I'm like, am right, I being you, boring? Or they're like, fuck, Alf's got, Alf's got the steering wheel. Let him go for a little bit. I mean, and that's then, me to shut I up, was kind so. of like. You were Dion Waiters, and I said, you know what? He has the ball. Let him work. Listen, you some bitch. Don't you ever, <laughs> ever call me Dion Waiters. Don't you I mean, ever do that. Look, I was definitely listening, but I was also looking at the Heat schedule. I did not realize that their last game before the deadline is actually tomorrow night. So whatever they do, it's probably going to start late Tuesday, early Wednesday, I would imagine. Really so, late Tuesday because that's a game in Portland. That's true. Yeah, it's going to be ending like 1 a.m. That's going to be a 35-point blowout, and Riley's going to trade yeah, everybody. Saw by Wednesday morning. I low-key think they win that game. Can you, ma- can you imagine if they win by 30 and then Riley doesn't trade anybody? Oh, my God. I need them to lose that game. We have enough. I don't want to lose that game. I'm sorry. I'm going to stay up late, and I don't want to stay up until 1 in the morning and watch Riley's going to trade warm-ups. Like, just everything is gone. There's chance I'm watching that game. It's on TNT, too. I am not oh going to watch this get humiliated on national television. No, but national, national TV, Dwayne's a thing this year. Riley's trading the Vice jerseys after Dwayne, that game. Dwayne shows up. Dwayne gets oh, up for national. Do we TV have games. an updated record on the Vice jerseys? Because it's really bad. I like in my internal account, it's bad. I, th- I think they've only won twice in them, and they've lost like ten or eleven or something. They lost crazy. to the Bulls at home in them. I think that that should count for twelve losses. They lost to the Hawks three the times. Hawks are, let me tell you something. The Hawks' losses aren't as bad as people want to make it seem. Because like, you know, that that kid Trey Young. He's good. He's better than anything we have. Gee, don't spin that shit. They're awful losses. They're they're not good losses. They're not good losses, but Trey Young is good, and he carved them up every Trae time. Trey Young is a good prospect. I don't know. I think you might be overrating his encore impact in 2019. Very well said, Alex. He's a, yeah, he's at the bottom. Like they, 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 People were tweeting around that graphic of Russell Westbrook being like the worst volume shooter of all time. Trey Young was on that list. He was like... <laughs> The eighth worst. Yeah. Okay. Look, like Trey Young's had a really good couple of weeks. Like, really good. It's looked really good. But before that, it was garbage. So, slow your roll. All right, guy. Who the fuck is Trey Young? Who the fuck is Guy? This is the Five Reason Sports Network, Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. You can find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content, including post-game analysis. 
We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Don't abandon your team's coverage just because they missed the playoffs. Tune in and stay informed with all of the latest coaching changes and free agency rumors. Here's what you missed on the last episode of Three Yards Per Carry. But I think if you can get Alvin Kamara, and I, and I think they've kind of gone away, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm watching the Adam Gase taco video. Oh, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. The moving taco is brilliant, isn't it? I'm glad I'm keeping you so, I mean... You know, you're just watching a you're just watching a floating taco instead of listening to it. If you're interested in advertising your business on our network, reach out to us at number five recent sports on Twitter. To stay up to date with all of our shows, enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Hey, this is Parrish from the Life Skin Opinions Podcast. And if you haven't been listening to our show, you've been missing stuff like this. Better, uh, better, super light skin or white buddy on your team, Tyler Johnson, right? Or the little dude who played backup point guard for, for the Sixers. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, McConnell. Yes. Nah, I, I, I'll McConnell. go with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, yeah. John, I got I'm taking you. McConnell. Really? Hell yeah, McConnell's nah. strong, dog. And he look, he look like one of them all right dudes. He look like it, but he's strong. He don't yeah, turn man, the ball over. I don't like Johnson, but I don't really like McConnell either. But you put the ball in McConnell's hands, he comes off the bench for Philly, and he handles their whole team when he's in the game. Like it runs through him. He's the he's the legit. I can't PG. rock with that haircut, man. Oh, y'all some haters on the on, even on though the TJ, even though TJ got some fucked up haircuts too. TJ got bad teeth and everything. He look like yeah, a, he look like an Amish. I'm going to change my vote here. I'm going McConnell. Yeah, let's go McConnell. Hey. Join me, Alf, and Chris every week on the Light Skinned Opinions Podcast, only on the 5 Reasons Sports Network.